Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. James, welcome to this week's episode of Real Personal Finance. Yes. The most dramatic personal finance show. Do you know why I'm excited right now? I know why you're excited. The audience doesn't, though. I don't think you do. Okay, maybe I I don't. It's fall. And you know what that means? Pumpkin spice everywhere. (laughs) I'm not excited about that. I'm excited about something else, though. Yeah, you're probably... I'm excited about pumpkin spice. You're probably excited about open enrollment for employee benefits. I could not be more excited (laughs) about open enrollment. Yes! And here's why. Um, We're going to imagine that my wife, Ashlyn, is going to start a new job. Yeah. And with that new job, she has benefit options. Yes. And you as our trusted financial planner, you're going to kind of help guide us through what we should be looking for in those benefits. Let's do it. If you're open to it. Yeah, I'm open to it. Um, Ashlyn would get a killer job in a heartbeat if she wanted to anyway, so Mm -hmm. I'm fully on board with this. Um, Yeah, but, you know, whether you're a new employee or you're... uh, an employee at an existing place, open enrollment's always a great time to make sure you're maximizing your benefits. Because mm-hmm. there's honestly, there's normally kind of free money sitting inside of those benefits if you just put them to work for yeah. you. Yeah, a lot goes unused sometimes. So I think it's important to know what's out there. Yeah. All right, so, so let's, doesn't keep, go let's keep out. Let's start with, so let's we're going to talk through common benefits. And then we'll try to think through some of the fringe ones that may or may not exist for people. Um, and you help out along the way, okay? Just, yeah. Because I'm sure I'll forget stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's just start with the mo- one of the most important benefits that we all need to stay healthy, medical insurance. Yeah. So I'm looking at this. Um, I'm, you know, I'm reviewing Ashlyn's options. Yeah. Where do I start? There's HMOs. There's PPOs. There's all these different plans. How, you know, what's out there and what do we, what do we look for with that? Yeah. So, so the way, the advice I would give you guys is, um, well, one, do you have an option between a PPO plan that's HSA eligible mm-hmm. and one that's not, mm-hmm. right? Because some employers will still give you really kind of high caliber plans that don't have HSAs in them. HSA means health savings account, mm-hmm. right? That's a, an account we can save to where we put money that we haven't paid any taxes on. Or I think I remember you taxes. listening to an episode you did on that one time. Let's put that back in our show notes Let's for today to remind people about what HSAs are. But so if, if you have an HSA style plan um, and you guys are young and healthy, you're probably going to pay less in premiums if you do that plan versus the, the traditional um, healthcare plan. So I'd want you guys to weigh the benefits between those two Yeah, and figure out what's right for you. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So you're, what you're saying and what I agree with is if Ashlyn and I maybe, you know, we never know what's going to happen, but if we don't tend to see the doctor too much and there's not a lot of ongoing care that we know for certain we're going to need, maybe a, a, a high deductible plan with an HSA is a good option so that we pay less in premiums. So she brings home more in her paycheck and mm-hmm. we can do more with that uh, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I okay. mean, honestly, even in a year when you guys know, 
let's say that you guys get pregnant and you know there's going to be a baby coming. Mm-hmm. You still want to go look at the costs of the all-in HSA out-of-pocket costs with the savings relative to the paying the premiums of the other. You might find that the HSA plan still makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point as well that once you go with Let's say you've already done this open enrollment meeting. So Ashley and I, we're just, we're just doing this now for the first time. But yep. even if you've already elected benefits last year, this is why it's so important to look at this every single year. Because let's say next year, Ashlyn and I think that we do want to start having, having children. Yeah. Well, we might want a different health insurance plan at that point than what we have this time based upon our current situation. Yep. So it is important to stay up to date with that because life's changing. And so you need to make sure that you have the best plan for that. And in addition to that, I want to review this because her health insurance plan may be better than mine or maybe cheaper than mine or maybe her employer covers it more than mine. So needing to to take that into account too. 100%. And it rarely makes sense for both of you to have each other on. Don't No need to do cross Double coverage. Right? Double (laughs) coverage. See who has the best plan and go with it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we'll take a look at that. Um, What's another common benefit that we should be looking out for as we go through that? Yeah, so um, disability insurance is one that's going to pop up all the time. Mm. Now, what what would that do for me? So if I get disability coverage, what what does that do for me if I have that? Yep. So disability coverage normally will cover if if you become disabled, so you can't go to work. Makes sense. Um, It will will give you a portion of your paycheck back. Got it. That's really what it'll do. Now, um, typically, uh, you really have to pay attention here. Because a uh, few things matter. One is what percentage of your compensation is covered, typically up to 60% of your salary is covered. Um, and then the other component is who is making that payment. So if it, let's say that you, let's say that Ashlyn gets disability coverage um, and the company pays that disability coverage and she's making, let's just say $100,000 a year. So she would get a $60,000 disability benefit. Well, mm-hmm. if the employer is paying that, disability premium when she gets her 60 grand it's going to be taxable to you mm-hmm. guys' income mm-hmm. if on the other hand the employer allows ashland to cover that premium on her paycheck that $60,000 is not taxed mm. when you guys need it mm. so there's a little nuance there to pay attention to does that make sense it does yep. it does and now the difference would be if she's paying for it she doesn't get a tax break right right there's no tax so so small difference but Big difference in terms of how that's taxed. If yeah, there's disability. and with, with group disability benefits, typically the the premium is not very high. Yeah. So if they can, if you can pay it um, through the employee, it's typically better. You're better off because mm-hmm. it really doesn't impact you very much from a cash flow standpoint. Great. Yeah. So in her benefits, look out for long term disability, which is you know if she has a disability that lasts a long time, that's mm-hmm. going to take her out to potentially age sixty five, mm-hmm. and then short term disability as well, which usually covers. First 90 days, first 180 days, depending on what the, the breakdown is. But if that's another thing you guys can look at, too, because normally you get to elect short-term disability. But if you guys, knowing you, you probably have a killer emergency fund. Mm. So you may not need to pay for short-term disability. Mm. Okay. So right? if we've done other stuff and we have money set aside, then the short-term disability benefit, maybe not something we need. Um, but it doesn't make sense to pay those premiums if we can cover that elsewhere. Yep. Something okay. you guys can look at. Um, another thing would be life insurance. Yeah. Super exciting, right? Um, you guys don't own a home yet, right? You mm-hmm. don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. So the need for life insurance, not that great yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the two of you would be okay if something happened to the other. But if you guys are looking at those things down the line, life insurance can make a lot of sense. 
group plans, they'll probably have some base level in there. If you're going to be at that company for the rest of your life, you might want to look at doing above and beyond outside of that. I would probably lean towards looking at life insurance outside of the employer benefits, but they will be here. So we wanted to mention them. Well, and I think that's smart because as we've talked about before on other episodes, if I I might have an amazing life insurance benefit through work, but if I ever leave that work or fashion ever leaves that work, it may or may not be portable. And who knows how insurable I'll be at that time or she'll be at that time. So if you do want to lock in life insurance, even though it's a benefit, you might want to get your kind of your core benefit on your own and then just have whatever you get through work as like a supplemental policy or an additional policy. Exactly. And we'll, did we put out this episode yet on life insurance? I don't think so. Not yet. All right. Well, it'll yeah, be out. No, it's coming up. <laughs> when, when it's out, we'll link to it. So you'll have it because we did geek out on that recently. Um, okay. And then from there, okay. Other benefits to think about. Let's, let's, you guys mentioned, you mentioned maybe we'll have kids. Yeah. Well, guess what? A lot of people probably know whether or not they're having kids. And if you both work like the two of you do, turning on dependent care, FSA, flexible spending account for dependent care, kind of a big deal. Mm. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, take yeah. us away. Yeah, and so if you if you have that and if you are both working, like you said, that's just a way to put money into an account that's essentially tax-free, mm-hmm. and then you can pay for those dependent care expenses tax-free. Yep. So instead of going and paying money with dollars that have already been taxed, once they're paid to you through payroll, this is a way to use dollars that haven't been taxed to pay for some of those those child care expenses. Right. So if you're listening to this and you are paying for child care and your your employer does offer this benefit but you're not using it, certainly consider that because that could save you quite a bit just in Absolutely. taxes. Absolutely. I mean, just imagine that you pay on average 30% of your income to the government. Mm-hmm. Well, now you could take $5,000, set it aside, um, and use that $5,000 pre-tax to help pay for the child care throughout the year. Or you could, you know, take that same $5,000, pay 30% of it to the government, and then use what's left to pay for child care. Right. Your choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the first option. Well, the one, the one thing to remember there is that um, K through 12 education doesn't count, right? But summer camps would. Right. So any anytime you're actually paying for someone to care for your child and they're not in an education setting, um, it normally counts. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah. Understand what's covered and what's not because it's not just it's not just child care. Yeah. You know, it's it's that that definition can be a little bit more expansive. So okay. Yep. Great. Um, actually, let's add into that because I did say dependent care FSA. So I just want to remind people that if you're in, if you and and Ashlyn chose that. Uh, insurance that was not an HSA eligible plan, you would probably still be eligible for an FSA for health Mm. expenses. So flexible spending account for medical expenses. Got it. Um, That is the old account where if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, So you'd want to be thoughtful about what you'd put away. But again, you could put away some pre-tax money. Yeah. um, So you guys could could save a little bit on taxes. Okay. So we should just need, we need to make sure we're not putting more into that than we think we'll actually use in the year. Otherwise, we lose it. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. What Um, else should I be looking for? Let's see if, does Ashlyn get any stock options at work? I think she might. Now there's, I hear RSUs... Okay. And all the, like, what, what do these mean? Yeah. So restricted stock units, we should probably have a whole different episode on that. Yeah. Um, basic 
premises, you're, it's basically like extra income for her. Yeah. So we'd want to make sure you're looking at what, how much you guys are having withheld in taxes, which will probably be 22% on the federal side and whatever the state is on the state side, and make sure you guys hold, hold the right amount and also think that through. But another thing you might want to look at is if it's a corporate uh, corporation that has publicly traded stock, they might do what's called an ESPP, an Employee Stock Purchase Plan, where you could choose, Ashland could choose to put some of her income aside and go buy that stock at a discount. Uh, and then she might be able to turn around and sell it almost immediately um, and reap the rewards of that. So it could almost be, think of it as like a, a little bonus structure for yeah. her. Yeah, I think that that's maybe, whenever we see people that aren't maxing out their ESPP, if they have an ESPP, it almost always makes sense to do that first. Yeah. I Even sometimes, you know, once the 401k match has been done, the ESPP isn't absolute essential benefit to take advantage of if you have it yeah so i think making sure that if the stock options are there understanding what does that look like because there's not just one stock option there's different types of plans and when you're looking at your compensation and maybe comparing a couple different offers it's not just your base salary that you're looking at oftentimes your stock plan is can be can substantially add to whatever your base salary is or your whatever your bonus is so look at that as additional compensation when you're looking at offers or your compensation absolutely yeah no for sure uh i mean we can geek out on stock options another day that's a yeah we'll keep this more high level multiple episodes to get into that it gets really tricky really fast but just make sure you pay attention to it um other things you'd want to look at um, while you're there doing your employee benefits go remind yourself what you're putting away in your 401k account or your 403b right Mm -hmm. um the, the pro tip for that is make sure that you're saving a percentage of your salary, not a f- exact or flat dollar amount. And why is that? The reason that's important is because your income is going to rise more than likely, right? And as your income rises, we want to see that percent. If the percentage stays the same, but your income rises, you're doing great. If you put in a $1,000 a month and your income rises, you keep putting away $1,000 mm-hmm. a month. That is not helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And on top of that, I think, uh, and we mentioned this briefly before, but understanding what maxing out your retirement plan actually means. Yeah. Some people, let's let's assume Ashlyn has a 3% match in the new 401k she's getting. Mm-hmm. If she puts in 3%, her employer matches 3%, then yeah. that, that's maxed out. Well, sometimes people think that is the max you can put in. No, the max you can put in is 19000 for this year. Right. So let's just take that back because we gave I, pre, I gave her the pretend in salary of $100,000. Yeah. Right? So if the if a Three, if it's a percent for percent match up to 3%, you might walk in thinking, okay, I put $3,000 away. I get $3,000 from the corporation. Now I'm all done. Right. Not even close. You could put away up to 19% of your salary for Ashlyn's case right. and still get a 3% match and then have 22% of your salary put away. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding that, yes, the matching part is a huge benefit, but even just having the 401k can be a big benefit. Absolutely. Even if that money is not being matched, you can still use it to to save a lot on taxes and uh, begin saving for retirement or continue saving for retirement. Yep. Um, Okay. Uh, So let's talk about uh, the two of you are recently married and uh, anyone worth their medal should have at least basic estate planning documents. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you need a living or vocable trust yet, but you should both have powers of attorney Mm -hmm. and healthcare directives so Mm -hmm. people know what happens to you if you have something happen. Mm -hmm. And then uh, who's in charge of your finances if you become incapacitated while you're surfing? It can happen. (laughs) Um, 
So let's talk about legal benefits. Was that a dig at my surfing abilities, by the way? No. Okay. I still okay. haven't seen you surf. Yeah, okay. That's good. a dig at well, your surfing Well, then you abilities. would be digging if you saw me surf. <laughs> I will need a benefit for that. All right. So let's talk legal benefits. Legal benefits, you can turn on a lot of the times at corporations and people just don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's big because so many people come through and they say, hey, we need to update our trust or our will or we need to get a trust or a will. Uh you know, it's it's going to cost me $3,000 or 4000 whatever it is. And so they drag their feet on doing it until we say, look, let's look at your benefits at work. Did you know that you could just go sign up for this benefit and get the same documents at a fraction of the price? Right. And and especially if you're working for a larger corporation, they tend to have these types of benefits a lot more. Yep. So if you have that, that can save you a couple thousand dollars easily just by turning that on. Getting your estate planning documents done, you don't need to keep it on forever, but make sure that you take advantage of that if you have it. Yep, exactly. If you turn it on, it's probably it's going to be flipped on for the next year. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing it will cost somewhere in the range of three hundred to four hundred dollars mm-hmm. out of your benefit to have that on, and now you can get documents that may have cost you three grand will cost you you know four hundred. Right. Sweet deal. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now Ashlyn may go back to grad school at some point. Cool. Is is there any type of benefit or anything like that that could possibly help us prepare for that? Yeah, sometimes your employer will have tuition assistance and reimbursement for typically for employees. Really amazing companies will do it for families too. Mm-hmm. But you got to look and see if it exists. Got it. Yeah. So see if there's a tuition reimbursement program. Now, what about if someone comes to it and they have student loans? Will they? Will this? Will these programs help them pay off their student loans? So I'm I'm seeing some employee benefits that are starting to have student loans built in. Okay. Um, I've actually the one that I haven't seen this specific one personally, but I remember reading about it more recently where they were going to offer people the choice to, which was kind of sad to me, the choice to save for retirement or pay down their student oh loans first. We've already had this discussion that the the compounding that happens over time, they should be saving for retirement first. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, paying down your loans can be helpful too. And yeah. there will be some, some will offer reimbursement. Some will that. offer, okay. But more, more, more of them are just offering tuition assistance. I, I think you're going to see more and more of it because so many people owe so much in student more loans, of thing. but we'll yeah. see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Any other big, now there's, there's peripheral benefits, you know, there's lunches or maybe your pumpkin spice lattes that you Commuter love so benefits much. Commuter benefits can yeah. still, like, some, well, some, a lot of the benefits, some of the benefits changed more recently because of the most recent tax code changes. Some of the fringe benefits have changed, but um, yeah, they, some things still may exist, right? Yeah. Like, yeah commuter benefits maybe there's a gym at your office yeah. stuff like that like just go put it to work wellness yeah. programs through work um access to nurses through an 800 number mm-hmm. you know things like that you just have to go dig in and see what your benefits are and make sure you know what they are and you remember them when it's time to use them yeah no yeah there, there, there's plenty more benefits i think where what we've done is just kind of we wanted to cover what are the financial benefits that are going to impact you financially that you at least need to be aware of. Maybe these aren't going to be applicable, but whether it's uh, health insurance, disability insurance, life insurance, stock options, child care reimbursement, retirement contributions, legal, but these are all just things that are going to help you, of course, financially. Now, yep. that's not to say that's all the benefits are, um, but just want to be making people aware that these exist. And if you have open enrollment coming up, it might make sense to take a look at what you're in. It does make sense no, no, to take a does, look at what you're in. might not. It does. It does, it does make, make sense. sense to do what you're looking. Yes, absolutely do that. Um, and the the one parting little pro tip that has nothing to do with employee benefits, but has everything to do with your future earning potential that I'm going to give you is while you go do this, 
Go on your same cal- go on your calendar at work and set up a reminder for yourself every th- Friday at four o'clock in the afternoon to open a Google Doc and put in the things that you did that week that were above and beyond what you do at work. Hmm. And do that and make it, a, make it a recurring task every week so that when it's time for you to go have your reviews, you walk into your boss with the hundreds of things you did above and beyond so you get the 5% raise instead of the 3% raise. Because mm-hmm. if you do that and you utilize all these benefits, like you've just won. Yeah. Great pro tip. You got it. Thanks, Scott. Anything else we want to add to this? I think that about covers it for me and Ashland. But any other no? But good luck, stuff? To, good luck to you both. Thank I know you're you. going to crush it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Go you. Go check your benefits. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to episode number 15 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show. And for a list of the resources and notes from today's episode, please head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. If you're enjoying the podcast and not yet subscribed, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. They are released every Wednesday morning. And if you haven't left us a review yet, we would really appreciate if you would do so. Uh, It would help more people to find the podcast and we'd really appreciate hearing what you guys think of the show. And finally, if you have a question that you want us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website and there will be a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question that Scott and I will answer on a future episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.